Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. J-E-F-F, Jeff. J-E-F-F, Jeff. J-E-F-F, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff Stein's our national and presidential expert. Noted author. Find his books over at Next Chapter Books, TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. And Jeff cannot explain where he was in the if he was responsible for uh, Progrosian's plane crashing in Russia, Jeff, what, what what is your response? What's your excuse? Plane crash? What? <laughs> well, okay, so how was that? The, was the, 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 what they actually did is they flew, uh, if I understand it correctly, a building up high, and then the plane crashed out of the twelfth story of the building up in the air, and then fell into a firing squad. So purely an accident. I don't know why anyone's questioning anything. Here's the thing. Yes. It's not that we're surprised that this happened. No, not at all. We're surprised that it didn't happen when he was being escorted to the other country. Belarus. That's what I expected. (laughs) What I expected was kind of a Henry Blank goes back to uh, the stateside when he left MASH and his plane was shot down mysteriously over you know, Hawaii or whatever it was. Not, yeah. That's what I expected. I was going Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. We're not coming back. <laughs> I was going to go with that one. <laughs> but no, it was, it, 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 that was funny because Huffington Post said, shocker. I said, really? Really wasn't a shocker? I don't think it was a shocker. I think I was, I'm, I'm pretty, was, I think this was going to happen. So uh, that, this not is a, time, darling. You always got one. Wait, wait, wait. Work, I always got one. <laughs> I just thought since you were talking about, uh, you know, Putin and Russia, I'd, uh, you know. Is that moose and squirrel? Natasha, is that miserable moose and squirrel? Yeah, yes, that's there, it. There it is. There. Moose and squirrel. Uh, which, by the way, Bullwinkle just, we've been announced that Bullwinkle just fell out of a 12-story building. So uh, it's uh, all our best, oh, everyone in Frostbite Falls. <laughs> the fact that you pulled Frostbite Falls out. Without even giving it a thought. That's outstanding. That's next level, sir. Hey, Rocky, me, watch, watch me pull a, a human being off the 12th floor. Uh, all right. So, uh, okay. That all aside, we'll get to – because this is breaking because everything is going crazy right now in Russia. I mean, nuclear weapons are being moved around and the Wagner leadership is meeting. I'll try to give an update on that in the 4 o'clock hour if there is one, whatever that whatever is. But we got so many things to talk about. Um Okay, I want to go through the Trump legal roundup because in each of these cases, well, at least in the three of the cases, you, you have like music and a sounder and, and production for this. The Trump legal roundup. Trump, it, it seems like there should be some music, uh, you know, an introduction. Well, there should be. Well, I mean, it's it's. I think we're in season six right now. Um, so I'm going to go to let's go to DC. The Jack Smith case. This yeah. is the the, the, yeah. the insurrection case. Yes. Um, the thing, okay, so I don't know if you remember, you and I talked about this back in 20, actually probably been early 2021, maybe even, um, you know, the week before, you know, the, the Wednesday before the insurrection, I'm not sure, but it was bizarre. There was a movement by the Bi- incoming Biden team who replaced everyone on Joe Biden's secret service detail. I don't know if you remember this. I think it was December 30th or December 31st mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. 2020. They replaced it, and I said, that doesn't seem right. I've never heard of anything like that. And Mm -hmm. there has always been this connection between the Secret Service and Trump, which clearly went beyond what other presidents had had relationships with. Now we actually, because Jack Smith has, remember the Secret Service said, oh, we just did maintenance and we got rid of every 
text and email on January 6th. Just we, to- we upgraded the system and we lost stuff in the transfer. Who hasn't lost stuff when they've upgraded their phone? And they all happen to be on the, one of the more important historical days in the country's history. The, they, that happened. Well, apparently Jack Smith has found them. And he's found a lot of them. I'm not sure if he's found the text messages, but he's got emails. And we now know definitively that there were Secret Service agents who were in contact and working hand-in-hand with the Oath Keepers at least in November of that year, of the 2020. Um, and there's always been this question of whether or not – I mean, even Mike Pence – wasn't trusting his Secret Service detail at the Capitol and refused to get in the car with him. He refused and stayed, which is once again one of the reasons why you know January sixth didn't end up even being more chaos. But you know this is this is this is scary stuff. The idea that maybe the Secret Service has been compromised. If true, it certainly would be. Now you forwarded me an article, and there's a confirmation from the Secret Service that there had been contact. Okay, that already. Raises a red flag, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. You know, and the fact that it was, and the fact that it was not just, oh, by the way, reporting that I got a call from this guy, it was part of what appeared to be an ongoing dialogue. They were already familiar, et cetera. So, sure, it raises some questions. We have said, I think, consistently, that the D.C. Circuit case is, in essence, of the four, the best case for from a prosecutorial standpoint. And here's why. One defendant, you're not cluttering it up with co-conspirators, and it is a very limited set of charges. What for, right? So as opposed to this, this uh, you know clown car of defendants coming out at the courthouse in Georgia, because there are 19 of them, as opposed to documents and false testimony that maybe isn't false testimony or whatever in Florida and the stuff in New York, which is a state case, as opposed to those, that D.C. indictment, is the one that is the most streamlined and it could potentially be the most devastating. And you just added a, a, you know, a few more logs to the fire on that. Well, and, and that's Jack Smith's profile is that he doesn't, he doesn't bring in a lot of extras. He, he gives you the meat, the meat and potatoes and that's it. And he seems to have taken what the, the January 6th commission was doing, which was a lot of other stuff and kind of really streamlined it down to a, here's the problem. And even I was watching um, a former GOP um, appointed district judge saying, you know, you people have to understand this case has nothing to do with politics. This is basically a criminal act. And even he was saying that the way that this case is being presented in D.C. is very, very trouble is going to be very troubling for Trump. That's why he wants to move it to 2026. Well, he wants to move it to 2026. Because obviously he will pardon himself by then should he get elected. The other reason, and, and, and I, I did not hear anybody say this, but I was waiting for it. I was waiting for someone on that side to say, well, they had two and a half years to investigate and file the charges. We ought to have two and a half years to plan our defense. I, that would be about the most unique argument you could find. <laughs> and that's the only, I can't explain why else you'd say 2026. Unless what you're trying to do is to do this, this you know, preschool game of uh, they got, you know, two more Cheerios than I did. And so, the, you know, it's that's the only thing I can think of because there's nothing magical about 2026, is there, other mm-hmm. than it's the same amount of time 
from charging forward as it was from charging back to the original incident. Well, I, and I did have someone who I know who's a very big pol- political person who says, you know, if you want to know how Trump just doesn't care about anyone else but himself, what does go on in 2026 will be the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. And of, of all of a sudden he's pardoning himself from things, it will wipe out the Republicans in that midterm election. And, you know, it's it, 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 so it's it's he's just pushing it down the road. He, he doesn't really well, care about the GOP. Well, now you've got at least half the people on the stage in Milwaukee tonight who will say the same thing, that he frittered away every opportunity to build the GOP, and that's why there was not a bigger House majority in 2022, et cetera. The thing is, if he gets it bumped to 2026 and does get elected in 2024 and does pardon himself, it's going to be right away, right? It's not like you're going to sit and wait. You're going to cut your losses. It's the night of the 20th. Uh, you know, in between two of the inaugural balls, you're pardoning yourself. And so it will be removed in time from the midterm. But your broad point about who's going to bear the brunt in of any of those actions, it's going to be the people on the ballot in the next election. And he's not one of them. We got to turn to Atlanta, and yes, it is a cavalcade, a clown car. It is, but I, funny thing, some because some you and I both follow news, and I and I, I I could not help but chuckle at this. So Giuliani comes out earlier this week, says I'm broke. Now I did take a private plane down to Atlanta today, so I'm not sure how broke he is, but he's put his six point five million dollar place up for for sale. He's trying to pull out money, and you find out that he's not been really paid by Trump. That basically Trump has said that unless he wins, he doesn't get paid. He's gotten some money, but not a lot. So yes, you're not surprised at that part, right? Not in, not in the least. Not in okay. the least. Bit. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, like how many lawyers he has left? So many lawyers unpaid. It's not even funny. But you get yesterday. There's a story. I mean, that's a very public story. It's a story that he's talking about meeting with uh, Fannie Willis, and then by that evening, there's a fundraiser. At one of the golf courses, I think it's Bedminster, Bedminster, that's just got announced that Donald Trump proudly prevent, presents the fundraiser for America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. You know, it's, it was clear. It's like, don't talk to her. We'll do a fundraiser. I'll get the good shrimp and the McNuggets. You'll have a good time. And 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 it was it's it was kind of interesting to see frantically Look how crazy this is. Yeah, a co-defendant <laughs> is holding a fundraiser for a co-defendant in a criminal conspiracy case involving felonies. It's, it's amazing. When was the last time? I mean, where's the give send go account? You know, where's the GoFundMe account? I, I <sighs> just a picture of Giuliani with hair ink running down his cheek, looking. Please help! I need a change. Uh, I, I just—that's your T-shirt right there. There it is. You don't need the mug shot. You need the oozing, oozing Rudy shot. <laughs> um, it is interesting too, though. Because okay, clearly, uh, my guess is Meadows is, if not already rolled, he's going to roll. But you, did you see the story yesterday about the, the former head of the GOP in Georgia basically doing the Nuremberg defense? We were his, – his response is we were following Trump's orders. I said, wow, that didn't take too long. He is trying to – he's already throwing it all on Trump, which I think was a signal that he's more than willing to flip and, and get, off, get, get rid of his charges if it helps. Historically – 
I was only following orders is not exactly the, the, the defense you think it is. But it is it's it is already interesting to see that the head of the GOP, the former head of the GOP in Georgia has already said, no, this is Donald Trump made these orders and we were following his orders and his lawyer's orders. But who is he to give orders to the head of a state party? Yeah. Okay. This is the distinction between the Nuremberg defense. Yes. At least in some cases, it was soldiers in a military, et cetera. You know, Trump calling the head of a state GOP, and I understand it's the president of your party or whatever, but the commander in chief thing doesn't apply if you are a, quote, foot soldier in the electoral wars. So, I mean, the I'm following orders routine under under penalty of what? I mean, following orders is literally a commander in chief telling a general to do something, a general telling a private to do something. That's following orders. I don't I mean, if if that's the best you've got. Well, that and but he did put that in there. He did. I think the term is he's the commander in chief. Well, you're not wearing, you know, you know, you know, a, a sergeant's, uh, you know, emblem on your shoulder. So you, you can't argue that's that. It. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yes, he's the commander in chief, but I'm not in the military. Done. Uh, then let's head to Florida because here's you know here's another one. Uh, this was this story yesterday. The IT worker that Mar-a-Lago has has basically uh, changed his testimony that it was um, the federal charges brought against Trump one month were largely uh, relied largely on a testimony of a Mar-a-Lago employee um, who prosecutors allege were asked to delete surveillance footage subpoenaed by investigators immediately after receiving new counsel. Uh, Tavares changed his testimony and provided information implicating Trump, D. Oliveira, and Walt Nauta. Uh, per the new filing from special counsel Jack Smith's office that identifies the IT worker as Trump employee number four. You and I had talked about, I mean, you know, he's not going to be able to corral the cats in Atlanta. He's trying desperately to corral the cats down at Mar-a-Lago with the documents case. Namely that these these two employees uh, – basically are not being let out of his sight and he's being they're being flown around wherever he is right now this employee this other employee this it worker he had a trump funded lawyer they got rid of that and the minute they got rid of it and had a you know a court appointed federal lawyer take over he immediately changed his testimony because clearly someone said you're going to be the fall guy here so you do you really want to do this I don't know with Cannon. Cannon is is a loose cannon, but I mean, it's it's she's clearly trying to take a very different approach to this case than the other ones. I don't know what it does, but needless to say, it it really does undermine his case. That now all of a sudden, I mean, sure you're going to get the well, you were you lying then or lying now thing, but it, th- that case is blowing up on him too. All right. So the individual who changed his testimony, yes. Tavares. Is facing charges or is not facing charges? He was identified. He's he, basically it's testimony uh, that I don't believe he's uh, he's not okay. facing charges right now. That's the key. Now this is the key. All right, and, and and this goes along with what you're talking about. Originally, he's called in to give a statement. He has a Trump lawyer because hey, I work for Trump. Can you help me out? Sure. Here's the lawyer. Here's what you say. So he dutifully. Followed orders. Yes. And then when it was, okay, you're not charged anymore, the prosecutor, you're not going to be charged. The prosecution is looking at the statements and saying, okay, we can prove that you lied to us under oath. Now, 
you want to work with us and revise your statement. Okay, now here comes new lawyer who's like, you told them what? Okay, they have him dead to rights. They must, because you don't change your testimony on a fundamental item unless the prosecution says, we can prove you lied. So we're going to charge you with perjury. If you care to give a revised statement because you may have misstated a few things, then we'll take that. The revised statement is then what's going to be used against those who are facing charges. And to your excellent point about, well, were you lying under oath then or lying under oath now? Well, uh, Your Honor, I was lying under oath then because the attorney (laughs) I had provided by defendant number one advised me to do that. That's going to get past it, don't you think? I mean, if you're a juror, all right, Matt McNeil, common citizen, if you hear the individual say, yes, I did lie under oath originally, but I am telling you the truth now. And the reason I lied under oath originally is because defendant number one was paying for my lawyer and I thought that's what I should do. You're going to cut him some slack on veracity of statement, are you not? You will. And here's the other thing, too, and you've talked about you've talked about this. He said, mm-hmm. you've got boxes of documents. Someone mm-hmm. put them there. Someone's going to jail. And they so did not just sprout. Exactly. So someone's going to jail. This is why Trump is keeping these other two employees with him everywhere he goes is because they're looking for someone to be the fall guy. This guy looks he all of a sudden realizes, wait a second, I'm, the, the music stops and there's no chair for me. You know, that's that's the case. All right. Let's, well, and again, he's not he's not the fall guy per se, but they are because he wasn't charged. Mm-hmm. But they're now saying, OK, we can't get the other two to flip. Right. The co-defendants with Trump. We can't get them to flip. But we're now going to reexamine your earlier statement. And that's going to be the doorway in. And so what he's doing is saving himself in an unrelated case, because, again, the cover up is always worse than the original crime. Uh, We'll take a break. Come back. GOP debate tonight. We'll talk about that. Jeff Stein joining us on a busy Wednesday. Nine, five, two, nine, four, six, six, two, oh, five. It's the Matt McNeil show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Scott McFarlane over at uh, CBS News has got the mug shots. <laughs> Jeff, there's Rudy. He's not having a good day. Sidney Powell, not having a good day. Here's Jenna Ellis small, smiling like she's a, you know, a frat girl at a party. And, uh, oh, there's Cheese Bra. Cheese Bra has got his as well. So they look so happy. <laughs> well, outside of Jenna Ellis, who actually does look happy about the whole thing. She has no other look. Have you ever, and again, I've had her on the air, and I finally stopped because she missed hits and uh, is much more concerned about, you know, her own uh, image. Uh, You know, if this gives her more podcast hits, hooray. Hooray. Uh, GOP debate tonight, uh, minus Trump. Uh, Already uh, a lot of Trump fans out in Milwaukee protesting that he's not there which is kind of an interesting i hope maybe i got time to ask that question in a second but uh, this this i think christie is looking for a chance to basically make his argument it's time to take the republican party back from donald trump and sure. what, whatever else comes out of that i i don't know but it, it's i think most eyes are probably going to be on christie what's your thought on that 
It depends on who's watching. I mean, the people in the auditorium are not going to want to hear negative things about any candidate because they want it to to be sort of a kumbaya moment and let's see who can uh, be vice president. I mean, that's really what it is. I've even seen people jokingly say it's the Republican vice presidential debate because the concept is who's number two. Um, I, I just, there's no point to having this. The RNC should not be running this. The National Party should get out of the way. You're asking complicated questions and saying, all right, you have 60 seconds, 30 seconds for rebuttal. Shut up. This is a complete, yes. Is my radio station airing it live? Yes. Have I said on the air it's a complete waste of time? Yes. Period. It's, it is, I mean, I I think DeSantis, the question is, can DeSantis pull out of his nosedive? I mean, and and maybe it is. Although I'm sorry, I see a room full of other people that's like, okay, fine. This is this guy's easy to take down. If you can just you know kind of knock him off his pedestal with pudding and meatball, Ron. Well, then there's not much. You know, it's it's going to be difficult for 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 him to come back up. Robot Ron is going to come across as Robot Ron. That's what. And I just that's came not, up. That's, right. not, that's, not, that's nice. I like that. But but that's what it is. I mean, you know, again, I've talked to him on the phone, and it's like you hear a click. Before he answers the question, and I think it's the uh, the audio tape that uh, is programmed to run. <laughs> uh, Borgum might not make it because of a basketball injury. Well, which now, be- now he says he's going to, you know, he's going to game on. He <laughs> ripped his Achilles playing oh. pickup ball with his a high Achilles tear. Oh, uh, man. Uh-huh. That's so apparently a bad one. went to the doctor and they said, now, he, this is what would be, this is karma. You can't get people to donate money. So you say, you give me a dollar, I'll give you 20 in return so that I can meet the donor list. That's what he did to game the system. The, the fact if he had not been able to show up, that just seems like it would be fitting, wouldn't it? You're, you're paying people to donate money to you so you can be on the stage. It just seems somehow fitting. Quick last question. Yeah. If Trump is not the nominee... How much? Mm-hmm. How much of the Republican Party stays home in twenty twenty four? How much stays home and doesn't vote? Yep, thirty uh, percent. Wow, you know that will decimate him. Uh, Jeff Stein, once again, the Iowa politics report a little bit later on. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Hour two is coming up next.